0: Hi, everyone. It's Bert from Season Gaming, and thanks for joining us on our bi-weekly BitCast. This is BitCast 19, and today we're going to be talking about what are the best games that we never played. So I'm joined as usual by Ames, and we're going to kick off our format like we usually do with the news. We'll be talking about a few rumors that are coming. What are the new releases? Our main topic, like I mentioned, which will be the best games that we haven't played. And then we have our season reflections and then we'll end it out. Uh, we're gonna be c- cutting it kind of short today, not as long as we usually do, but uh, let's go ahead and kick it off, Ayn. So what's the uh, big game coming out next year and what kind of news are we getting for it?
1: Next year, this year, you mean? Yeah, this uh. year. <laughs> So uh, finally, we have the release date for Red Dead Redemption 2. So it's going to come on October 26th, which is kind of a surprise because that is right in the middle of all of the major fall releases. So uh, you could kind of hear all the other publishers scream when this release date was announced. Um, I would think that Call of Duty will probably be still that first week in November release. But for all the other kind of major titles, especially first-party titles for Microsoft or Sony, um, I just see him getting the hell out of the way for this one.
0: Yeah, it seems like the first uh, single-player story uh, games are going to be kind of moving away, looking at different times uh, to release the game. seems like any time you go against a Rockstar game, it's not the best time to do it. And we do have some more news on Red Dead Redemption 2 that we'll get to when we get to rumors. But staying on this one, uh, finally, a lot of people super excited and also some people not excited as we got another delay uh, somewhat coming from it. So it's like yeah, too I- a year delays.
1: Yeah, I think... Uh- I think most of us kind of anticipated it wasn't going to make spring, especially considering we hadn't seen anything, you know, further since late last year, really. So, but, um, I'm just hoping honestly they do something special for release in terms of a collector's edition or something. We didn't get anything for the first game. So I'm kind of hoping they, they go overboard for this one. Yeah. Any predictions on if we'll see something crazy at E3 for it, or do you think Rockstar will be kind of quiet about it? Um, I don't know. Rockstar is kind of strange with E3. Um, I, I think we heard last year, right, that Sony has the marketing rights to it, so it won't surprise me to see maybe a big trailer for it uh, in the PlayStation Showcase, we'll see. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It seems like Rockstar keeps most of their stuff
0: offline when it comes to E3. Maybe we'll see a slight teaser of it during the Sony press conference when they talk about something, and it'll probably get a huge... Uh... A praise for it but we'll see what happens but um, let's move over to our uh, next story so this is more me um, as far as being excited about this one the names and it's the uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, the game that's kind of been in development forever I think it was announced oh man almost 10 years ago um, <laughs> at d23 uh, recently um, a I think this was yesterday actually so if you're listening depending on when you're listening uh, February 9th overnight in Japan I guess February 10th in Japan a new trailer came out for it and the big news on it Is monsters inc will be in there um still no release date uh the game does look great if you're a fan of the series so it's still looking as good as can be but um still no release date it's uh being teased that'll probably get a release date around e3 uh fingers crossed for a 2018 release i i'm kind of thinking it will be coming out in the fall of 2018 maybe around christmas time is my slight prediction but obviously nothing to base that off of i'm just basing it off as how long it's been under production but um I don't know, answer you. Looking forward to uh, some Monster Inc. action?
1: No. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> yeah, Kingdom Hearts is just not my thing. I never really got into it. I find the way they've handled the franchise extremely ridiculous. Um, I think it looks cool. You know, I like the animation style. I think it's fantastic that they're adding all of these different uh, IPs into into the game. So if you if you like. You know, Toy Story and monsters and all the other things we'll see. um, Being in an RPG game, I think that's really neat. So, you know, maybe I'll try it, but uh, unlikely. Um, Especially, you know, if it comes later this year, like we were just saying, we've got uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, the big fall titles. We've still got potentially Halo coming. You know, who knows? I, I probably just knowing me, I won't find time for it
0: yeah at minimum if you're not a fan of it at least it looks cool and I don't mean you Ains I just mean as people listening in if you're not a fan of Kingdom Hearts it's kind of cool to see the stories are are nuts They none of them really make any sense um and if you pick up any of the remasters that are out for the PlayStation 4 um currently um they're kind of cool to go back to but they don't play that well I've actually tried to get through Kingdom Hearts 1 and it it was a tough playthrough to where the point that I I may not continue unless I just have nothing else to play which is going to be tough but um, check it out. If, you, if you're not on there, we'll be showing it as you're watching, if you're watching on YouTube, but if you can want to see the full trailer, you can kind of see it online for that. So kind of cool news on that. Um, other big news, if you're a Metroid Prime fan, uh, we did get some news this week that uh, Bandai Namco is rumored to be the developer of the game. We haven't got any official news from Nintendo or anything along those lines, um, but it's looking like this one may um, have some truth to it. I'm only mentioning it because uh, some of the team that is developing it is rumored to be some of the old Star Wars 1313 Um, developing team that's going to be working on that. Um, I'm not sure if that's good or bad. It's kind of a weird thing for us when we heard about it because it's technically a first party franchise but being developed by a third party, so not sure how you think of that, but not the first time that the Metroid franchise does that. If you are uh, remembering Other M, that was developed by um, uh, in part with Nintendo but also with Ninja Theory. However, that was not part of the Prime series, so it was very different and had a whole different feel. didn't even feel like a Metroid game to be honest,
1: but Um, so we're in news here. Yeah, it is weird, uh, especially considering Nintendo showed it at, you know, one of their directs and it got that big applause just for the logo. Um, but this would seem like behind Zelda and Mario, you know, probably their next top IP, right? Maybe Smash Brothers, but I mean, um, The anticipation for this one for Switch owners and especially Nintendo fans is going to be huge. So it would seem weird to me if they let Namco Bandai develop it unless it's some really close partnership, kind of like they did with uh, Ubisoft for the Rabbids game. So I don't know. I guess we'll see
0: yeah and bandai namco is not necessarily known for their first person shooting games in any form they're more of your um action third person and and puzzle games and stuff like that so i'll be curious to see when we see that first trailer that comes out for what kind of a feel it'll have for it Uh, another game that i'm not too sure if we're going to see much of at e3 uh, I know Nintendo's big stuff right now is the the new Kirby game on the way, and also Yoshi, uh, which is, I, I believe it still has not received its release date, and a lot of people are kind of worried about it, that it might be getting pushed to 2019, uh, but we'll see. I mean, it's still supposed to be a, f- a long way from the, um, from release, but uh, if you're a Metroid Prime fan, good or bad news, depending on how you view Van, Van Namco, so we'll see um other news we got regarding the nintendo front is the online service um which is uh kind of turned into a joke for a lot of people if you follow it on social media a lot um regarding when it's coming what if what what if it's coming um i actually need to look at my notes on this one because it's it's changed so many times i it me and uh, Ains were joking the other day that uh you know what are we going to get an online service and is that nes game still coming and so a little bit was kind of released about it and so some of the the details on this is um it's gonna be about $3.99 um, a month or $7.99 for three months or $19.99 a year. So different from Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus, but you're getting a lot less and the infrastructure is not there. Um, and also classic titles will be in and out um, monthly. So uh, let's say, um, I don't know, Mario Brothers, uh, <laughs> the original Mario may be in your catalog or in your on your console for that month and it may rotate out. So we'll see what that is. Um, uh, Nintendo's touting it a lot, um, and it, it's been kind of a hard thing for us. You know, when we try to play Switch games together, there's not really an online service to handle that. Um, and it's been a concern for us as kind of objective Nintendo fans who don't just eat up everything Nintendo, unless you're talking about Amiibos. There. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, you know, it's been really hard to kind of stand up for Nintendo when it comes to online.
1: Yeah, I... It's kind of weird. So I, I didn't know if you mentioned it or not, it's launching in September of this year. And that's, a uh, you know, that's directly from Nintendo. So at least we have an idea as to when it's coming, but it, it was kind of strange that they delayed it out of 2017 and said, you know, we're going to rethink how, what this offering is. And then they come out now say it's coming in September. Um, so a year delay essentially, but the details are exactly what they gave us originally the same price, same rotation of the title. So, um, don't really know what's going on here. They did say just last week, I believe, that there's the next announcement for it will be, quote, worth the wait. So um, who knows? You know, I hope it's something significant, but when it comes to online and comes to Nintendo, I'm not going to really hold my breath. Yeah, it's really strange because the handheld side of Nintendo has actually been handled pretty well
0: um, from the DS and, and the DS Lite, and then they moved over to um, the 2DS and everything. They have some pretty good online... Um, functionality even with people that are next to you you don't even need to go online for it and it's kind of weird that Nintendo just hasn't thought about this especially with where we are in 2018 with so many games being played online Um, I'm willing to bet once again with the Nintendo community that whatever Nintendo releases they're going to go nuts about it and be like oh my gosh this is fantastic and it's probably because those folks have never played a Playstation or Xbox or even a PC before to kind of know where we are in this generation so
1: I don't know yeah, I, yeah, I don't have anything to add there. I'm not, not overly excited about it. I, I'm excited if it allows us to play things like Mario Kart. You know, you and I together with other people finally, which is kind of yeah. crazy that we still can't do that in 2018. So let's at least get that out the door, and uh, anything else from Nintendo will be kind of cherry on top. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of online
0: and some of the games that we're currently playing still together. Um, so we, we love PUBG. And I guess PUBG's biggest competitor in the Battle Royale arena is going to be Fortnite. Um, and we actually did pick up Fortnite on launch on console, not on PC. But uh, some big news from them is they had 3.4 million concurrent players. Um, there's been a lot of reports that Fortnite is getting a ton of the Battle Royale share right now. And sometimes even more than PUBG, depending on how you're looking at it from consoles to uh, a PC or whatever the case is so Fortnite getting a ton of traction um, when we first picked it up well, there was a lot of kind of uneasiness where are they going with it and then the Battle Royale mode started on it and some people prefer Fortnite over PUBG so I think a lot of it has to do with taste um, there's more to do in Fortnite um, and you still have the Battle Royale which is free so you can definitely download that on Xbox One, Playstation
1: and PC and just play that so
0: I don't know, kind of some big news big numbers from Fortnite right now
1: yeah, Epic, I mean, this they've hit something here with Fortnite. Um, as you said, we, we picked this up right at launch on console, um, you know, when it kind of came out in that preview launch. Uh, enjoyed it. We still got a buddy who plays it nonstop um, on the PvE side, but the Battle Royale mode has really taken off. And, um, you know, I, I can tell you having some teenage sons and just seeing their friends around, this is the game that they're talking about constantly and playing. Um, so it doesn't surprise me really being that this is on playstation pc xbox whereas pubg is only xbox and pc and uh you know it offers that pve mode and and kind of more feature set like you said so a larger feature set so it doesn't really surprise me that it's putting up these kind of numbers i do think um and let's keep in mind right that the battle royale portion of fortnite you can download for free it doesn't cost you anything um, which i think is a huge contributor to this player base But I would just say from a a, um, Battle Royale mode, uh, PUBG far outclasses Fortnite. Fortnite runs better. It's optimized better right now, especially on the Xbox side. Um, But in terms of just, you know, the experience, uh, I definitely prefer PUBG. It's a much more serious game than Fortnite. Um, So maybe it's just a matter of preference. But yeah, it's, uh, it's impressive no matter what.
0: Yeah, we actually tried out the uh, PVP battle royale mode on Fortnite. Um, I think right before for, uh, PUBG was launching, and we kind of enjoyed it. We didn't love it or anything, but I think we were more looking forward to PUBG. Maybe on one of our streaming nights, we should just try out Fortnite just for the heck of it and see how it relates. We'll probably be like, "Wow, this feels nothing like PUBG or something." But um,
1: no, it feels like a uh, feels like a cartoon shoot, which it essentially is. Feels like a cartoon shooter compared to PUBG, but. Um... It's still, yeah, it's still fun. It's and it plays really well, and uh, they're updating the heck out of it. They just updated the map um, to make it more kind of uh, strategic, and they announced yesterday actually that the um, there's another update coming soon for um, PS4 Pro and Xbox One X, which is going to keep the uh, fidelity of the game higher, but they're going to have a sixty uh, frame option. So that'll be really good too.
0: Wow, nice. All right, well, staying on the topic of crazy numbers, and uh, if you've played this game that we're about to talk about, I know even in our Facebook group, we have a lot of people that are still playing this game, and it's uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Why are we talking about it? Well, the big news is, is that they did eclipse 90 million units sold. So um, to kind of... To kind of give an idea on that, that is more units than, you know, PlayStation 3s were sold last uh, generation. You know, it's, it's, it is insane um, to kind of give a heads up as to, you know, when did this game originally release? It did release in the PlayStation 3 360 era. Um And it has bled into this generation, of PlayStation 4 and Xbox One PC. So what happened, they did get a remaster. And kind of one of the crazy things is the GTA Online did release kind of really poorly. I think it was actually delayed for a while, if I'm not mistaken. And then they did release it, and it continues to get new content. Um, kind of one of the crazy things is that I think it was in 2017, the third or fourth highest selling game all year. Um, across consoles so it still is full of steam it is not slowing down in any way whatsoever it's still one of the highest played online games around and it is quite a milestone for rockstar um it gets me thinking if red dead will be doing something like this as well maybe maybe not but um crazy numbers crazy achievement um you know i think uh just kind of crazy i still can't it, it makes no sense to me as to how much it sold
1: <laughs> and continues to sell right 15 yeah. million in 2017 alone um with the, the biggest statistic that shocked me, was December, 2017 was the highest revenue month it saw since it launched in 2013. So, um, yeah, it's just picking up steam. It seems, um, uh, what was I going to say about it? It, um, oh man, I lost my train of thought there. Um, cause you, you mentioned how red dead will have an online free roam and, you know, kind of like the first title. And if, are they going to try and do something like this with red dead too? And I think, You know, we're going to talk about the rumor here shortly, but I think, of course, they do, right? This is just a a golden ticket for Rockstar and Take Two right now. There's no reason they won't have something very similar in Red Dead 2, then try and hope to capture even more people on that online monthly kind of, uh, you know, pay for service type thing.
0: Yeah. And you got to just keep in mind in the back of your head, Rockstar is like killing it in the profits of this game. I mean, all they did is kind of update textures and, and they did update it for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And they added, like I said, more content. And finally, I think the, um, what was a robbery mode or something that we all wanted. It was supposed, it was promised a to he- us a, a heist heists that's what it was that finally released i think in 2017 with more heists i think is what it was and um i might need to come back to it just to kind of see what we've been missing and everything i think they added like a first person mode or something yeah yeah
1: yeah um, i so picked much, it up um i picked it up around the holidays when uh you know all the deals were going on so i actually picked I it up for xbox one finally i've been waiting um it, it rarely goes down in price you know even now it yep. sells for 35 bucks um yeah. but i had it for 360 as well so i'm two of those 90 million units anyway Jeez. Part of the problem. Part of the problem. Oh, th- you know what I was going to say about the 90 million is I think, and I, I hadn't researched this, but I think that makes it the third best selling game of all time. The only two games to have sold over 100 million, if I recall correctly, are Minecraft and Tetris. Jeez. So, yeah. Big numbers.
0: Or Wii, Wii Sports. You know, Wii Sports was up there. and some. Crazy yeah, yeah, that's the up there as well came bundled, so it's very differently. It's counted differently, I think. Anyways, uh, moving on to our next story. So if you are a fan of Demon Souls, Dark Souls, and you remember the game called Lords of the Fallen, um, that same developer did come out and release a game called The Surge last year. So if you have not played The Surge, this is gonna be kind of that gameplay where it's a little more difficult. Uh, a little more serious of a game and you kind of run around in mechs and uh, there's different stories uh, there. I'm sorry, there is a different story of DLC that came out recently. But in uh, recent news regarding this, there is a part two coming. So apparently they did well enough to kind of release a part two. Um, I did pick it up during the sales as well. I just have yet to touch it. Um, I've heard some pretty good things about it. Um, I know that some of the mechanics they were working on and updating to continually kind of improve the game. So I'm looking forward to playing it. Um, and it the, the whole story and concept of this seems pretty interesting. In and I think it's very sci-fi-ish, takes place in the future dystopian type world. Um, and I do need to give it a try. And the DLC is supposed to be fantastic for it. So looking forward to a part two for this one.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I was interested in playing it as well. Um... It's one that I hadn't tried, but I do like the Souls-like games. And being that this is more of a sci-fi version of that or mechanical version of it, it could be pretty fun. Um, you just mentioned it as well. From everyone I've talked to that has played it, they said the DLC is fantastic and actually even better than the base game. Um, so I know they did just release a, what, I don't know if they call it the complete collection or what have you, but you can get the Surge and all the DLC in one package now for a lower price. So I may have to check that out
0: yeah and funny enough it's uh it's if you're on xbox it's on sale for the games with gold sale this weekend i think it's like 20 bucks or 25 bucks for the complete game uh, i think the dlc pass is like 12 um and you can find the surge just by itself like through best buy or whatever for like 15 to 20 bucks i think even gamefly had it really cheap Use so something to check out and it is xbox one enhanced and playstation 4 enhanced PlayStation Four pro enhanced so some good stuff in it too Um, Kind of our last news story for this week, guys, is going to be XCOM 2 um, is getting a collection treatment, so you will have all the DLC that came from it. Another game to Ains' recent point to where the DLC is actually supposed to be better than the base game and just as big as the base game, if not bigger. So uh, that game is going to be looking pretty cool. It's coming to Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and I'm assuming PC. Ains, you got any details on that one? I'm not sure if it is coming to PC, but I know it has a, a rabid kind of PC community.
1: Yeah, the, so the this collection here is coming to PC as well. Um, in fact, that's that's what's coming very soon. If it's not already out, it's coming very soon. But they announced that it's going to be coming to Xbox One and PlayStation Four uh, in the future. I don't recall if they said 2018, but um, to your point, this is a this has a very dedicated fan base. If you like those strategy type games, this one's considered the best and War of the Chosen is the expansion for it that you mentioned, and that got just rave, rave reviews. One of the best-reviewed games of 2017. I even saw it on some people's uh, Game of the Year list. So, yeah, it's going to be really neat to uh, check it out when it comes to console.
0: Yeah, very, very unique kind of gameplay styles and things like that, so I I love it. I've played the uh, Xbox... Um, XCOM uh, backwards compatibility and fell in love with it and I have the second one in physical and I need to install it and everything. I got it from a friend for Christmas so I'm looking forward to get to it but a great game, if you haven't tried it before, it's a whole different type of uh, gameplay and it's, it'll be very different from anything that you have in your collection more than likely. But um, that's our news for this week, guys. Thanks for tuning in if you're just here for that. Um, let's go ahead and move over to our developer updates, um, kind of what's happening in the industry. So we did get some big news um, from the Sony front this week and the Sony CEO, his name is Kaz Harai is going to be stepping down. Now, if you don't know who that is, he was kind of around the eighties and nineties when the PlayStation brand was taking off and really developed kind of what it is and where it's gone to today Uh, he did move over as the sony ceo after that so he's not the sony playstation guy today but he does champion it champion it quite well Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens now because with if uh if the change in leadership does kind of change what happens to sony playstation brand there's a lot of rumors that it might be purchased maybe not who knows but kind of big news in the industry for him to step down
1: yeah so he's stepping down on april 1st and um yoshida is going to take over as ceo so the kind of uh, background i read on this or some of the you know um details of it is that yoshida has been relatively looked at as the guy who has created the fortune or success for the playstation brand whereas harai was kind of the uh the smiling face on the front (laughs) so It'd be interesting to see if uh, anything changes, if it's true that Yoshida is obviously the one who's kind of been driving it behind the scenes. And I don't think we'll see any big changes. And frankly, um, with Sony as a company struggling so badly over the past couple of years and PlayStation brand really being its number one revenue stream, I, I don't think they really do anything drastic to the uh, to the PlayStation area, because that would just be a bad, a bad idea for the company as a whole.
0: So we'll see what happens with the Sony brand. Um, You know, the change in leadership, it may be a good thing, maybe a bad thing. Sony's not the powerhouse that they used to be as a total brand. Obviously, the Sony PlayStation brand is still a powerhouse, and we'll see what happens with it. But hopefully some good things. Um, And if you follow the uh, the Kaz Harai Twitter account, which is kind of a funny one, I know as you follow it, you post some things from it, and it's almost like a troll in the entire gaming industry, but it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, he's abs- that. I don't know who runs that uh, kind of you know mo- mock account, but it's absolutely hilarious. If you're on Twitter, check it out for sure. Yeah, and I'll see if it continues with him kind of stepping out of
0: the industry. I hope it does continue, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, moving on to another developer update. This is kind of a negative thing and something that we've been seeing in the industry quite a bit as of late. Uh, Quantic Dream, so the folks that you know create Beyond Two Souls, um, uh, Heavy Rain. Uh, their latest titles under some severe issues with development times and stuff is kind of being investigated as a negative place to work. And when I mean investigated, there's been a lot of complaints as kind of a toxic place to work. So um, the reason we're talking about this is that there's been a lot of rumors that Quantic Dream is is their development cycle has been kind of poor. And there's been a lot of people leading the team, staying on the team longer than they had hoped for. And So some negativity coming from that, we've been seeing this a lot across a lot of developers recently, so we're not quite sure if this is something that's kind of happening in the industry in general, if this is kind of like now one of those movements where now people feel more empowered to talk about it, but uh, kind of unfortunate that we're kind of seeing that from here.
1: Yeah, and this one's been ongoing for what feels like at least a few weeks now where it's just like new details keep coming out and there was a, uh you could access you know what the uh case against them was and some of the details I, I heard some other people discussing it on some other channels i watch and it was pretty extreme um you know when it comes to like uh you know sexist allegations and uh comments and pictures and all these things um, if they're true which i guess is what the investigation is for right then quantum dream is going to be in some trouble for sure um but i guess we'll see
0: Yeah, and for people that aren't aware, Quantic Dream is a French company, Uh, so a lot of those uh, guidelines that happen for companies in the EU in general are pretty tough, and uh, they're they're taken pretty serious over there, so we'll see what happens from that. Um, As I was mentioning before, I'm not sure what that really means for Detroit Become Human. Uh, We still don't have an official release date um, for it to where we can kind of expect another delay, or maybe they still haven't mentioned it for that reason. Maybe the development cycle is kind of running behind, but let's hope that, that the company kind of gets their stuff together for development team in general and for us gamers so we can finally get um detroit become human as i've joked about it before it's been a game that we've been waiting for for a long time just dating back to when it was kind of announced and uh, we've kind of been waiting for it to come out so we'll see anything else you want to touch on that one Ains? i don't know how how much you know about it but it seems pretty unfortunate
1: no it's nothing we need to keep going on there's some other details um but like i said they're not good so we'll just see what happens with the investigation it's probably better just wait
0: If you want to dig deeper, folks, take a look at it. It's kind of unfortunate, but we kind of see that stuff from companies in general when there's some negative news so um that's it for our developer updates this week let's talk about rumors and a lot of these rumors have been kind of evolving over the last couple of weeks so um, i'm only going to leave it at uh, where we are today and when we usually talk about rumors we'll let you know if it's completely false if it's debunked if it's true what's kind of come from it so some of these rumors that we're about to talk about like i mentioned have evolved uh so the first one is assassin's creed so i was last week or two weeks ago I was usually talk about how much i loved origins But uh, there's a lot of leaks that are kind of happening, and there's nothing official. So as I mentioned that right now, it's not an official rumor. But the next Assassin's Creed um, has leaked in a rumor fashion to where it is going to be taking place in China. And the name, or I should say code name for the game, is Assassin's Creed Dynasty. So um, there's been some more details that have come out about it, and the developers in general haven't quite confirmed or not confirmed any of the details, but um, we don't have anything official that it is going to be in China. A lot of people are um, kind of mentioning that just from the title. We also don't know if the Dynasty uh, name is simply the code name for the game. So um, a lot of people have been kind of talking about it could also be in Japan as well. So we'll see what that is. Uh, We haven't heard anything from Movisoft on it yet.
1: No, nothing official on this one, but it is interesting. Uh, It it would seem like especially looking at origins, right? And how well it uh, did in that larger open world in Egypt, it would seem like something like China or Japan would be a, a really cool fit for an, the next Assassin's Creed. I just hope they take their time with it. They don't rush it out this year, you know, go ahead and take the two years or whatever you need to develop it so that it's as good as origins. Cause that game is uh, fantastic.
0: Yeah. And where the rumors came from folks, there was a uh, motion capture company um, that some of the employees are apparently had leaked this out and, um, like I said, nothing's confirmed from Ubisoft. this point, I, I do hope they take their time on it because Origins, in my opinion, was a masterpiece of of if not the best Assassin's Creed game ever. Um, and that was only Egypt. Um so consider how big China is and how big it was at that time. If they do try to go to the historical route like they did with Egypt, it's gonna take a lot more time um, to develop that game. If they plan on doing
1: a bigger world, man, that's gonna be just massive. So wasn't it uh wasn't it um origins that got leaked on the guy's like uh, laptop on the bus in england yeah <laughs> yep that was it and we weren't sure about the name and
0: the some of the icons were leaked from it as well and right. it was interesting i remember when bayek's name came out we weren't even sure how to pronounce it properly or maybe that was just me i think i call him Bayek. <laughs> bayek <laughs> bayek um. Um, our next rumor that's currently running around, as we did talk about earlier in, in our uh, BitCast today, uh, Red Dead Redemption. So um, there was some leaks that came out from a website by the name of Trusted Reviews. Go figure. Um, they did get some information previously in the year that they were not able to corroborate at all, that uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 would have a Battle Royale mode. Um, kind of the negative side of it. And they had some other news, but Battle Royale mode was kind of the biggest from it because of where we are in the world today with the industry. Um the developers from Red Dead Redemption did come out and recently say they're not interested in that mode. So um, I'm not sure if that is a official it's not in the game or if maybe it's going to have a Battle Royale mode light or what's coming from it. But from what it sounded like to me, I don't think there's going to be a Battle Royale mode in Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, your thoughts, Zanes, on that one?
1: Yeah, so that was uh, I think that was one of the executives at Take-Two was talking about it, right? And basically said they're not interested in the mode um, because they fear being derivative um which when you think about rockstar games they're usually blazing a trail right they're not the ones following others um so i I think you know and i'm probably not alone right i think red dead redemption 2 is going to be the game of the year it is going to blow all of us away and i'm sure that rockstar has some things up their sleeves ready for the game that uh we're not thinking about yet but I, i don't think they need a battle royale mode or anything like that you know to uh To really compete so it wouldn't surprise me if it's untrue you know we posted this clearly as a rumor earlier in the week on our site but um i think it'll they'll focus more on the online free roam kind of like the first title but expanding it to be more like gta online which for obvious reasons we already discussed
0: yeah, GTA Online seems to be just totally killing it today as far as even concurrent players and everything. So I'm sure it'll be an evolution of that of some form. I, I just don't see um, the Battle Royale mode coming to with Rockstar as kind of you mentioned. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, though. I mean, uh, what some other news that did come out from that is... The rumors of a first person mode, I think that does hold a little bit more water, especially with how it's done in the Grand Theft Auto series. Um, and there were some other uh, modes that they did talk about that would happen from an online perspective. So take a look at that if you want to uh, dig deeper into it. Um, so, however, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to kill it, as we kind of mentioned. And I think you're going to expect a great game from it, anyways. But we're going to continue to see rumors from this game just because of how much of a, of, of a fan base it has. So we'll keep seeing these things. Um, other, and I'll be quick on these guys. Uh, some other rumors is there's another Crash Bandicoot game in the works. I think that the uh, trilogy that recently came out, which was the remake of the trilogy, um, was kind of a test bed to see if people did want to see more Crash Bandicoot. Um, We are still potentially gonna see that remake coming to the Xbox um, in the near future, but there's no dates or even stuff coming out on it. Just keep in mind, it's not exclusive to Sony at the current time. Um, And there's other talks that the next Crash Bandicoot game, which may not even be the the platforming game that it is. It could be the racing game, which has been rumored to be coming, will potentially be coming to the Nintendo Switch as well. So once again, this is just a rumor that's been going around the uh, kind of the industry right now. Nothing confirmed from anybody regarding it whatsoever so we don't have anything clear on that
1: one. Yeah, and uh, the one thing we do know is that the Crash Bandicoot remake on the PlayStation 4, Sony came out and said it's the best-selling remake um, ever for them. So if you think about all the remakes and remasters we've had this generation, the Crash Bandicoot one has outsold them all. So uh, I'm looking forward to this. I think it would be cool if it was a racing, you know, one of the Crash racing titles, if they did it well, because we were just saying not too long ago about how we don't have a kart racer to play online on xbox or playstation which is kind of unbelievable so i think that would uh i think that would be a lot of fun if it's done right
0: Yeah, that's a great point, actually. We don't have a kart racer anywhere um, aside from Mario Kart. So we just have the simulation games or the almost simulation games and some kind of arcade games. But I think a kart racer is due regardless of where it's coming from. So this would be great if it is Crash Bandicoot because I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. That was a a, a great game back in the day. Um, The last big news that's come out recently is the next Call of Duty. So obviously, we're going to be getting another Call of Duty game that is a a yearly release. They do kind of switch off developers. I think there's three main developers that work on the Call of Duty franchise. Um, The one that is rumored to be working on it this year is Treyarch. And the rumor, once again, not confirmed from any of the uh, companies is that we're going to be getting a sequel to Black Ops. So that'll be Black Ops 4. Uh, We're not exactly sure um, if it's going to be where it's set in time. Black Ops has kind of moved all over the place with with their time and kind of the gameplay styles that they have. But I'm sure we're going to be seeing something at E3 for it. um, If not before then, I would actually expect something coming um, in late spring. Um, for
1: for some kind of a call of duty tease at least so uh, we'll see how that goes yeah i i mean this kind of goes without saying it won't surprise us at all to see this for me personally um you know i'm not the biggest black ops fan i really didn't care for three too much so I, I may actually skip this year but black ops in general is i think call of duty's kind of biggest name brand under the call of duty banner now so the black ops games sell really well traditionally so yeah, what used
0: to be the Modern Warfare was their biggest name in the franchise, and they finally kind of continued on and on. Uh, it did turn into Black Ops. I mean, I think there's still some old servers running for Black Ops 1, um, funny enough. Um, and then Black Ops 2 is still one of the most played Call of Duty games still today. Um, and there's still tech support running for it and everything. They're still getting rid of uh, kind of the spammers and all the modders that are kind of running in there. So some of the other Call of Duty games don't have that support. So I don't know. Uh, We'll see what happens. I I think it's expected that we're going to be seeing a Black Ops game. I just want to see more from it. Uh, World War II did surprise me quite a bit on how much fun it was, but the Call of Duty uh, formula is getting a little tired, so I hope that they do something um, kind of evolutionary with it. We'll see. Um, All right, so let's talk about um, our new releases. So as we did mention, um, the beginning of the year is always kind of a slow release um, uh, window for games. I think uh, back in January, we saw maybe two or three kind of AAA games and a lot of indie games that did release during that time. Uh, We're still seeing very few games coming out at the beginning of February, but we did get some big and notable ones. Um, as you remember, last month we got Dragon Ball Z and a few other games, but let's kind of go through what's released here in the last couple of weeks. And once again, we usually only touch on the bigger games versus the small indie games. So uh, one of the games that released back in January and kind of the last big release of January um, is the latest Dissidia Final Fantasy NT game. Um, it did release on January 30th and unfortunately is not reviewing too well. It is getting a fair slash 70 on Open Critic. So um, with all the Final Fantasy stuff going on, this one is not one of the better games. Um, the next one is EA Sports UFC 3. So um, if you're a UFC follower, uh, this game has always been kind of a mediocre game and it kind of continues that. It is, it is scoring at a 78 strong. Um, you can kind of follow the reviews on that one and kind of see if it's for you. Um, another game that did release that is probably our favorite release as of late is Shadow of the Colossus Remake for the PlayStation 4. This one's being reviewed extremely well with a 94 Mighty. So um, if you did not play the originals, this is a must-pickup. If you did play the originals, it's also a must pick up. So pick it up if you haven't got it yet. Um, last one that is kind of a big game, it's only on, on PC right now, but we do talk about it because it is one of the bigger uh, uh, games that has followed on forever, is the latest Civilization game. It's called Rise and Fall. It is also being reviewed pretty well with an 84 mighty. So um, if you like those, pick them up. Um, and then let's move over to what we're currently playing personally. Ains, let's start out with you. What are you What are you playing right now? I know you're playing all kinds of stuff, right?
1: <laughs> well, I'm not playing Shadow of Colossus. So <laughs> that's a sad story in itself yeah just just uh i would love to be playing it for uh but amazon lost my copy of the special edition and they are sold out everywhere so i don't really know what i'm gonna do i mean obviously i'll i'll play it i'll play the normal version but i was really hoping to get the special edition of the game um i hear it's gorgeous and uh yeah i can't wait to check it out here eventually um other than that not playing too much honestly and i'm still playing full metal furies which is the um Indie game on Xbox One from the developers of Rogue Legacy I've talked about before. That's a lot of fun, especially in co-op. And then to be honest, most of my time is still being spent on PUBG. Um, Just, you know, still loving it. Nothing more to say on that one. And then, uh, which seems to be a go-to game of mine all the time, is uh, Smite. So me and a good buddy play Smite constantly. And Season 5 just launched in Smite this week. So a whole bunch of changes to the game. New Conquest map. Uh, item changes, revisions, you know, a lot of a lot of new things to check out. So um, that's what I've been going on. Um, what have you been playing other than Shadow of the Colossus? Because I don't want to hear about it.
0: <laughs> Funny <laughs> enough, um, I have not started Shadow of the Colossus. I have it installed, ready to go. Um, but I have not sat down and kind of soaked it all in. I'm not sure if you remember the game very well, but it takes a little bit to get into. And um, before you even see your first Colossus, there's a bit of story that unlocks in it. So I have not had that time to sit down and do it, but it is fully installed and patched and ready to go. Uh, My games that I've been playing is I'm still working on fours of seven. uh, I'm trying to finish every single race from a single player perspective on that game. Um, I'm almost there. I just have a couple of the normal races and then some of the uh, super long races that will take me about an hour and a half to do. And I just don't have that time to sit down and do it so i'm just doing small race by small race do pubg with you guys from time to time just to kind of keep the social stuff going um but i did go back to telltale game tells of the borderlands so that game is fantastic if you haven't played any of them if you're new to uh, telltale games in general it's a great one to start it on if you uh are a fan of borderlands it's hilarious it's funny it's, it's got everything um and they did work close with the gearbox on it when they developed it so i'm trying to finish that one off and kind of shell that for good um and then lastly uh did start hellblade so um awesome game uh started with my wife actually she was playing it and then i wanted to give it a try too because i was going to come back to it when i had more time but it's Man, that's kind of a cool game. Um, If you haven't played it before, it is super cool from a visual perspective, but also the sound of that game is fantastic. But um, I know you talked about it before, Ains.
1: Yeah, I didn't know you started playing it, so that's awesome. I think um, it's probably a cool one to check out with with your wife because it's one of those that just is so neat to watch and what happens in the game. Um, Make sure you have the surround sound up. And uh, if you haven't played Hellblade, I'll go ahead and plug my review that you can find on the site. Well written.
0: So uh, good game if you haven't tried it out before, guys. It's very unique. Another one of those games that's just a whole different experience. All right. So um, we're going to talk about our main topic today. And we're going to kind of have a shorter main topic, not as long as we usually have them. But this is something kind of fun that we were kind of thinking about doing. Um, And it's games that are kind of uh, revered as amazing, kind of the classics that we just never got to. So Ains and I have been playing games since, wow. I think even before Atari, we were playing some of the old PC games that were out during that time. And we're actually gonna be starting this uh, this main topic with the NES generation, and then we'll move through each generation and talk about what's that one game that we didn't play. We're only gonna spend about you know 30 seconds to a minute on each one on why we didn't get to it. Did we not care for it? Was it just not enough time or what it was? And then kind of go from there, and then we'll kind of wrap off our um, wrap up our uh, our bitcast for today. But uh, so for the first generation, we're going to talk about is the NES kind of um, Sega Master System generation. I guess the Atari was still kind of around at that time, um, but I think the biggest uh, consoles during that time was the Sega Master System and the NES. So why don't you kick us off, Ains? And I, I guess the format we'll go on is first of all, what's the game? um will you ever come back to it you know it, it's such a, a classic game and why did you not play it so what's yours
1: yeah the to start this on the 8-bit generation was kind of funny really because i owned the sega master system and quite a few games for it and then all my friends had nes's of course um and a lot of my friends were fortunate that they got a lot of games so i actually went through the list of the top 100 nes games and i had played every single one of them um so i couldn't really come up with too much but what i did come up with was uh I think we agreed we pronounce this Ease, or, you know, Y-S. It's a uh, very old now, I guess you could say, um, Japanese role-playing game series. It was very popular back then, really highly regarded. Um, it was on, uh, I believe there was one for the Sega Master System as well, um, but it was primarily obviously known on the NES and uh, and later generations, and I have never played one of them that I can recall anyway, um, which is kind of a shame because I, especially back then, JRPGs were quite popular and i used to love them to death i don't know how i never played one of those
0: yeah even the new games are, are loved by a lot of people so maybe we can start our first time eventually i haven't played that one either but um mine's gonna surprise a lot of people but mine would be castlevania so the original castlevania um that came out on nintendo um, i was kind of like ains as well i only had a nintendo and i was playing other games and i gosh man i, I, I just never got to it um I don't know what it was. Uh, My friend had a a Sega Master System, and I was actually more intrigued with the Sega Master System than I was with the NES outside of the Nintendo property. So um, never played it. Uh, Heard so many things about it. Um, And I had a friend that loved it, and that that was his game to play. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the original Castlevania was extremely hard. And um, when you would die, uh, the consequences were very serious as well. So that might have pushed me away from it back then as well.
1: Yeah, it was a that was a tough game, but um, just want to say Sega Master System for life. <laughs> yeah, that was quite the the eight the eight bit era
0: was quite the era. So um, for a lot of people, the this next uh, the sixteen bit era is kind of where a lot of people started their their kind of most of their gaming. Depending on how old you are, but it's also probably the most popular um, retro systems being played right now. If you go back to cartridges before you get to the disc stuff, but for sixteen bit era. Um, We're going to talk about the Genesis and SNES. Um, It's not SNES. No, don't Don't, do it. We don't do do that on this channel, so don't (laughs) even think about SNES. But the Super Nintendo Entertainment System was what I personally had, um, and my friend had the Genesis. So once again, I was kind of a Nintendo kid being brought up. Um, However, the game that I never played, was earthbound so um i think that that game was kind of hard to come by it was more expensive than everything else and um never played it but it has a massive following um so
1: that's me that's i didn't play that one you think you'll go back and play with on it's on the snes classic isn't it um i don't i think i want to check it out it is on the snes
0: classic um but i don't know if i will go back to it and really suck myself into that one there's a couple other rpgs that i want to play before that again, uh, Secret of Mana and Mario RPG.
1: So, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, gotcha. The funny thing here is that I... So, I was a Sega kid, and I had a Genesis. Um, and the Genesis came out two years prior to the Super Nintendo. So, um, I had a bunch of games for that. And then I did get a Super Nintendo as well. And at that time, um, not to take us down a path here, but um used to rent games a lot. So, you go to video stores, and you would rent your cartridge, whether it be Blockbuster or a local video store. And so... Um, I couldn't afford a lot of games, but my mom would take me like on the weekend and I'd rent a game. So I happened to play probably more games during the 16-bit generation than in any other generation until now. So again, it was hard to come up with things uh, I hadn't played. But what I found funny is that mine as well is Earthbound. Um, I, I never touched it for Super Nintendo. I remember it coming out. But um, yeah, it's kind of funny that neither of us have played that. I think that maybe detracts from our channel a little bit that neither of us have touched that game. <laughs>
0: I think one of the thing I was also a big renter, by the way, I think every every kid at that time, because um, games were expensive back then, um, yeah, compared yeah. to now, when you adjust for inflation, I think every NES game ran almost by 100 bucks, if you adjust. But um, I think the other thing that was uh, difficult about that game was the, the the cover art and the box art. Um, I had no idea what was going on with that, I think, I didn't understand what that space-looking dude looked like, and I had no <laughs> idea who Ness was, who's the main character, he wasn't advertised very well from Nintendo, so... Maybe that's what kept me away. I really have no idea. I didn't even really know about the game until later. Yeah. Um, so let's move over to, I guess, uh, from 16-bit era, we jump to the 30-bit era, uh, 32-bit era. And we're going to kind of do something. Um, we're going to mix in the Nintendo 64 into this era. So your consoles that would have been around at this time was your Sega Saturn. Um, we don't really talk about the 32X that much on this channel, unfortunately, for the Genesis <laughs> attachment. Uh, this is we're, real, I don't think. <laughs> not just this channel. Um, but so Sega Saturn, Nintendo 64, so Nintendo jumped the 32-bit era and jumped to the Nintendo 64, and the original Sony PlayStation 1, which, wow, that took over the industry at that time. But what do you got, Ains?
1: Yeah, so uh, this is an interesting one as well, because I, um, I played a lot of these. I, I only had a Saturn briefly. I kind of wish I still did. I'll probably put one in the collection again sometime soon. But um, I came up with Sukit is it suikoden suikoden i always forget how to pronounce it but
0: i i go Sukodan, but i could be completely wrong
1: <laughs> okay well i think people know what we mean anyway but two um i had the first one loved it like i was just saying i love japanese role-playing games back then i played them a lot especially all the early final fantasies and shining um, forces and all those games um but part two came out i didn't buy it at launch and uh, if you're aware they only did one run of part two um, that's why the game is worth so much money today. If you go on eBay or anywhere and look up a copy of the game, uh, I believe last time I looked they're above 150, um, just because they're so rare. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's one I never played. It's supposedly fantastic and excellent. I don't know why they made so few of them, but, um, I wish I would have played it looking back on it. If I can go back to it in some form, maybe one day I will, but I, I don't know. I don't know if you know, but I don't know if that's playable anywhere else. Um, given the price of the copies, I doubt it.
0: Yeah, I have no idea, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was available somewhere uh, via like a ROM or some kind of a
1: backwards compatibility be, stream. Maybe there. PS Now? I haven't looked. Maybe I should look. Yeah. Great game,
0: by the way. I, I did play the first one a lot. I never played the second one either,
1: um, but that was reviewed really well.
0: A uh, very good story uh, from the fighting game area. Um, All right, so mine would be Nights into Dreams. So this was a Sega Saturn. um, This was a Sega Saturn title. It did try to um, kind of go into... become the main mascot i'm not sure if if you guys remember but or, or list people listening but sonic was not a massive title during this time when it came to the games they tried to do a whole bunch of different things during the sega saturn time and as you remember sega was running into a whole bunch of issues throughout this period and knights was kind of what it turned into um they it was one of the main uh first party games that they worked on it even had its own controller that kind of released with the sega saturn and people were loving it um, unfortunately, the Sega Saturn didn't sell that well here, and um, I also briefly had a Sega Saturn, but I never played Knights. A lot of people love that game; they want a remake of it or some kind of a, a sequel to kind of follow on where we are today. I'm not sure if we'll ever get one, but I never played Knights, so um, kind of unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I, I've played it briefly, not not long. I think I don't know if I played it in a store at a buddy's house. I remember playing it, and it did eventually come out on the Xbox 360, did it not? Did like yeah, I think it. it
0: was. I think it was part of that package, uh, the Sega's best hits or something like that.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I have the the Sonic Collection. I don't know if it's on there, um, but anyway, um, that was made by Sonic Team, right? With is uh, yep. is it Yuji Naka? Is that his name?
0: Can't yeah. remember his name, but I remember that's kind of where they were moving to.
1: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was made by Sega's kind of AAA team, internal team, um, and it was a very big game at the time. It got reviewed extremely well. But the Saturn, as you already mentioned, just kind of ran into so many issues that I don't think a lot of people ever got to really check it out. All
0: right. So jumping over to the next generation, if you remember the PlayStation 2 released, the big competitor jumped in, which is Microsoft Xbox. So not Xbox One, but the original Xbox. And then later on down the road, the Nintendo GameCube came out. So a lot of different uh, titles, a lot of different timings here. Um, Let's see. Ains, what was yours from this generation?
1: Yeah, so I had the Xbox and GameCube at launch. Uh, play, well, I had them all um, and a lot of games for them, but kind of digging through, one of the games I always wish I played that I've heard talked about since it launched was Eternal Darkness for the GameCube. Um, kind of a very unique title. You know, if you think about Nintendo, especially 15, 20 years ago now, um, they really were not known for having any kind of horror-esque titles, and that was one of them, uh, probably one of the only ones. So um, I love those kind of games. I love creepy games. This one, um, from what I've heard anyway, does some things that other titles still today haven't done in the way it makes you uh, kind of think about how the game's being played. But um, yeah, I never, I never played it, never picked it up. Kind of sad, I, I probably need to do that for sure.
0: Yeah, great game. I think I had that on a season reflections probably, gosh, five, six episodes ago, but it's fantastic. I'm not sure how playable it is today due to the way we've gotten used to playing the the over-the-shoulder third person. But um, I think it might be if you have patience for it. So you might want to give it a try if you can. Um, I have it. I can send it to you if you want to check it out. But um, all right. My game from this generation is actually Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Um, Everybody has their favorite Grand Theft Auto. I think a lot of people love this one the most. I think the reason I missed it is because it released later in the generation and I was already thinking about other games and maybe I was tired of Grand Theft Auto games. I'm not sure why. But um, this one got a lot of fanfare. I think a lot of people even had like a perfect score for this game when it was being reviewed. But I actually never played San Andreas. Did you Did you ever play this one, Ace?
1: Yeah, I was a big fan of the um, Grand Theft Auto collection. They eventually released on the original Xbox because if I recall correctly, didn't they up the resolution and offer like 5.1 sound for the first time for the games compared to the PS2 versions? Um, if I'm remembering, or maybe it was in um, a different aspect ratio you could play on the original Xbox. So it kind of made them, uh, anyway, it made them more fun to play but the um i'm not a huge fan of san andreas i actually think that san andreas is the worst grand theft auto of the major ones since three um i don't know if it was just the lead character i didn't care for i'm not big into rap which was a big you know focal point for the soundtrack in the game um looking back on the ones from that generation i i definitely prefer vice city i think vice city was Mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic so um, I've actually always kind of wished that they did a, a Vice City follow up in the in the new engine. I think that would be amazing. But yeah, I did I did play it. You know, I put time into it, but not not nearly as much as three in Vice City.
0: Man, the soundtrack in Vice City was mind blowing. Just thinking yes. about it now. The c- the colors, the story, everything about it was great. But um, okay, so moving on to the next generation. So this would be three hundred and sixty PlayStation three, and I guess the Wii. The Wii came out uh, later. at Just dis- kind of different, but, um, yeah. So Ains, what you got for that? Why do you kick it off this time?
1: Yeah, I, um, so I have a PS3, 360, ton of games. I never got into the Wii. Um, I just, I wasn't a fan of the whole motion direction they went. And so I, I never got on with the craze of it. I don't care about Wii fitness or whatever, you know, they got really popular Wii sports, um, never got into it. So long story short, what's considered one of the, you know, probably greatest games ever in terms of, uh, overall review scores and and how it's looked at are those super mario galaxy games i um did i say galaxy super mario galaxy games um i picked them up recently as you know because i do want to go back and play them i bought both of them but i have not played either of them which is kind of uh, ridiculous to even say out loud
0: yeah still very playable um one of the few times the motion controls did work um, we were actually talking previously we're not sure if it works without the Wiimote. Um, but uh, I, don't, I don't know, that game's fantastic. It, it, it's something you have to play. That would be cool if they did a remake of it on the Switch or something, but I don't, I don't know with the motion controls if that translates well, but great game. Um, mine, which I'm sure people will probably stop the video and, and unsubscribe from Season Gaming, um, is Portal 2. I have never played Portal 2. I think I just never got to it. I actually really enjoyed Portal 1 quite a bit when it came out with Orange box. I think I was just playing too many things at the time that Portal 2 came out. This is when I guess the industry started having so many games released that were amazing that I just never got to Portal 2. I think it still ranks up there as one of the highest rated games of all time. And the weird thing is that it's like right down my alley with first person shooter, with kind of a single player story mode. It's got a lot of uh, comedic value to it and you can co-op in it. So um, I don't know. I, I might need to give that one a try still. If it, You know if it's backwards compatible right now by chance?
1: Um, I've already unsubscribed, so no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I don't know, actually. I haven't looked into this um, about the best way to play it now. I don't know. I, I don't have a clue. Sorry. Yeah, but that's mine. I mean, I, I will probably give it a try. I've had so many people tell me that it's their favorite game from
0: last generation that I, I need yeah. to give it a try.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, so this generation, right? Which is, I think nowadays, you and I buy so many games and play so many games that it was kind of hard to come up with one here um so i'll start uh, the one i came up with anyway just because it was talked about so much last year it did get some game of the year consideration from some outlets is uh near automata um i never played the first one either um but this is supposedly an excellent game um i know you and some of our buddies have talked about it being you know one of the games they really enjoyed last year i think it's just one of those types of games and i think we might even talked about this before Um, it's just not my type of game now. You know, I might've liked this when I was younger, but I found for whatever reason that these Japanese kind of action games, uh, you know, your, your devil may cries, um, even Bayonetta, you know, I haven't played. I just, I don't really get into them like I used to. So, um, it's supposedly fantastic, but I haven't, haven't touched it.
0: Yeah. I I think it's really cool. It's different. Um, it is not game of the year material for me, but I think it's a lot of fun that everybody should at least try once. So maybe we'll Maybe when we start one of those series of games we force each other to play, maybe that'll be one of them for you just to kind of check it out. But I don't know. Uh, <laughs> mine from from this generation um, kind of stems back... So let me tell you what it is first. It's the Dark Souls games. Um, and I guess from this generation, I think there's only Dark Souls 3. Is that right? Blasphemy. That Blasphemy. <laughs> no praising of the sun happening here. <laughs>
1: but uh Uh, yeah so dark souls 2 was originally last gen yes uh you can of course so it's kind of weird right now right um dark souls 1 was 360 ps3 you can play it on the xbox one via backwards compatibility dark souls 2 was made by a different team of um from from software so it's it's kind of held in a different regard by some fans compared to one and three (laughs) Um, but two was remastered and you can play that on ps4 and xbox one and then uh three was launched on this generation yes
0: okay so uh and then demon souls was that also a playstation 3
1: that's playstation 3 only forever that's the only place you can still play it
0: yep so the where i'm going with this is uh demon souls i, I actually played and i bought it um and I was so angry I think I almost broke a controller uh, playing that game and since then anything that has from software really makes me hesitate even wanting to play it try it out or even want anything to do with it. I have a hard time with the gameplay of those games um, on how slow and, and things you just the entire gameplay drives me nuts um, from that game so that's one of the games that I don't get but I uh and with that being said, when Bloodborne came out, I love Bloodborne. And I've gotten through the majority of that game. I think I have a few bosses left. Um, I love Neo, even though that game I struggle with it sometimes. <laughs> I think I was texting you the other night that the second boss took me 30 minutes to beat, and he's like one of the <laughs> easier bosses. <laughs> so um, I don't quite rage quit anymore as I used to or, or break things. But when Demon Souls came out, I was breaking things. It must have <laughs> broken something. And uh, since then, I just um, never came back to a Dark Souls game. But with the, with the, I guess it's a remake? Is it a remake? No, it's a remaster that's coming. I might give it a try and, and see if I get into that. And I might even come back to Dark Souls 3 once I finish Neo and um, and Bloodborne. I don't need a lot of those ridiculously hard games just sitting in my collection just for the hell of it. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I, I'm a <clears throat> pretty big fan of these games. Not some of the die, you know, I'm not a diehard like some people. Um, but I th- I think it's safe to say that among that crowd, the two titles in the entire series that are probably held above the others are Dark Souls 1 and Bloodborne. Um, You usually find people saying one of those two are their favorite of the whole series. So I really like three as well. I thought three was great. Um, But one is supposedly and I've I've played one, but only about 50, 60 percent of the way through. I was about to go back to it on backwards compatibility, so when the remaster news came out, I'm I'm pumped, man! I can't wait to play that in 4K 60 on the uh, on the X.
0: Yeah, and the crazy thing is the art style, the bosses, the the way you feel when you play that game is like next to nothing else that's in the industry right now. So I don't I don't know why I don't like it. Maybe I just don't have the patience that I used to, or I guess I never had. I should say I was just talking about how I was breaking things, but <laughs> um, I don't
1: know. I, I'm still waiting I just, for you to live stream Cuphead.
0: Hey, I've gotten to the uh, boss before the boss. What's his name? Mister Dice or something? King Dice. King Dice. Yeah, I'm I'm at him right now, so I'm almost there. Yeah, some people don't there. get by the. Some people don't get by the first world. Yeah, hey, I might yep. stream that.
1: He might just be nice laughing job. at me the whole time though. <laughs> uh, he really frustrated me at first, King Dice, but he's got a pretty predictable pattern after that. Uh, the Devil's a little harder.
0: Yep. Alright guys, so that's our um, our main topic for today and we just wanted to kind of talk about some games and we hear this all the time with especially with the way the industry is today there's so many games coming out that is more than likely you are now one of those people that never played that game from last generation. Um, if you've been gaming as long as we have, we always think about games that we regret not playing. And some are easy to come back to, some are hard to come back to, some we'll never touch, and we'll just have to hear from other people's memories. But um, try to play as much as you can nowadays, and, and so you don't become one of those people that's got a massive backlog that they never play. So we're going to move over to our uh, our next uh, our next uh, topic, and it is our collectibles. So we usually like to collect things, share things with you guys, and uh, some things maybe you have coming as well. But uh, let's kick it off with you, Ains. I know you got some cool stuff this week.
1: Yeah, honestly, uh, and you can see it, it's kind of funny. We were just talking about Cuphead. So right here behind me is a new Cuphead print that I got. Um, if you haven't heard of them, I think I've talked about them before, but Bottleneck Gallery, they're a pretty, a pretty good shop that does um, prints for certain games on occasion. They get different artists to do their take. And so I think I uh, showed a different Cuphead print I have from one of their other artists that that worked with the uh, studio mdhr on it but this one is um i really really like i think the color on it as you can see really pops and it's just got that kind of old cartoony look to it so it's uh it's really neat 18 by 24 print um now i just got to find a place to put it on my wall sadly but um they only made 150 of them they usually keep their lot sizes pretty small um so i know like this one and the last one i ordered are both sold out and they don't make more of them so um, it's pretty neat in that regard, I guess, but uh, I am uh, certainly gathering a number of Cuphead collectibles, it seems. I'm going to have to have a Cuphead wall here soon.
0: Nice, nice. Anything else? Or is that all for, for this week?
1: No, no, there probably is other stuff, but uh, nope, Let's let's see what you got.
0: Okay, so um, I've actually picked up a ton of retro games um, as of late from friends, and this is just friends that are cleaning up boxes and stuff in their house or their parents' house, and they were going to get rid of these, and I've now told all my friends that if you have any old gaming things, do not get rid of them or give them the Goodwill, just give them to me. Um, So I did pick up a few things. I picked up... uh, The original Jaws for the NES. Yes. Um, So uh, I remember playing this game. It even has uh, the the Nintendo cover, which is cool. Um, I played this game at a rental store probably a long time ago. And this was another really hard game. I don't
1: remember getting very far in it, but it was just cool. And if you were a kid during
0: the Jaws time, everything was Jaws and really cool.
1: Um, before, I, hold on before you okay. move on there you said it's really difficult i i played that game a lot with friends in my neighborhood i don't think i've ever met anyone who ever beat it yeah seriously i actually, don't
0: think i understood some of the controls back then either i, I don't remember but <laughs> i remember that game was difficult for me
1: it was it was super challenging to even get jaws to come to the boat i remember but when he did it was like you just get away every time i don't i don't even know what the ending to that game is
0: <laughs> Go figure on that game. Um, okay, uh, the next thing I got from my buddy is The Adventures of Dino Ricci, um oh from uh, Hudson Soft, and it is complete in box. The bottom was a little messed up, but really happy to get this. Um, I played this a bit uh, in talking to him. He played it like nonstop. It was one of his favorite games, and it did bring me back a little bit to all the things that kind of come in the old Nintendo games. So uh, let's see I can pull this out. Ah, it's getting stuck on there. But the, you the got the NES game, and then you have the cover, and um, I have the book somewhere, but here's the thing. Big old chunk of Styrofoam in the middle of it at the bottom. But it was kind of cool to see an old-school Nintendo um, game that came complete in box, so really happy to get that. Um, and lastly, another complete in box, Dr. Mario. Oh, yeah. So uh, these are not very hard to find. They're they're not worth a ton, but um, I am super excited about it. Once again, complete in box. It has everything, um, in pretty good condition. This one's in great condition. So um, happy to get that. And let me zoom through the rest. Um, I did find a sealed in box Super Nintendo controller, <laughs> um, and it is uh, still cool. If you look really close, let will see how cool I can get it. To, how close I can get it there. I got it for three dollars and seventy four cents in clearance. <laughs>
1: Uh, back in, in the target days i was gonna say that was one of the later ones i think too because if I'm it was correct, that's the yep. uh paper mario on the front right or, or one of it the late
0: marios yeah that's when they were clearancing out all the super nintendo stuff for the new consoles yeah so, um did also pick up jurassic park complete and <laughs> box
1: oh dolby uh, surround sound and everything look at that it
0: had it, it, had it all dolby surround I and mean, check this out remember instruction manuals
1: yeah my favorite.
0: Um, so, this one is mint um, from the inside. The box is a little torn up on the side, but the book is, is perfect. And something that's easy to find that everybody had was uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Mm. So, this one was one of the bundle ones. As you can see, it says not for resale. So, this one came with uh, the with console. Also, uh, has the booklet. So, very cool. But um, I'm not the biggest uh, retro collector. I don't really have a ton of uh, old Nintendo games. I think the parts, that, the, the games that I get really excited for are Super Nintendo. Some of that stuff because I this was probably the generation I played the most games kind of to your point until the 360 PS3 era and then PS2 I got a lot of but um, I was more of an Xbox guy back then so we'll see but that's uh, my stuff for this week Um, hey unfortunately no amiibos (laughs) this week so kind of and then one thing I did want to share was in getting the Shadow of Colossus Collector Special Edition I did was able to dig out my PlayStation Uh Two version. Um, and then I was able to dig up my PlayStation 3, um, Ico, and Shadow Colossus Remaster, which is cool. So it's kind of nice to have them all um, all kind of next to each other. But uh, that's it for collectibles, folks. So um, uh, moving on to our next section, which is uh, Ains' favorite, is the Reflections that Come with the Season, also
1: known as <laughs> Season Reflections. And why don't you kick it off for us, Ains? What do you got? Yeah, so uh, I think we've got uh, two of our uh, favorites of all time here today. So uh, mine is Kotor or in Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. And um, I have both, you know, first and second one here. Anyone who's played both of them knows that the first one's the better of the two. Um, absolutely incredible game. This is when BioWare was really between this and Jade Empire, I would say, are probably two of the, still today, two of the best BioWare games ever made. Um, <clears throat> Knights of the Old Republic really had an amazing story. It gave you the chance to kind of uh, play through the Star Wars universe in an RPG setting that was a completely different story than anything you had seen in the movies. Um, and you know, going back, this is now 15 years old. This game, um, you know, Star Wars has become huge again now because of Disney. But back then, you know, the chance to have some digital media to play in the Star Wars universe that didn't directly tied to the movies was pretty rare. Um, so the fact that it was such a good story, um, it played so well. really good RPG mechanics, um, really fun using the force and building your own lightsaber. Um, it was just excellent. It, it's held in really, really high regard for good reason. And um, it is now playable on the Xbox one. Um, so if you know you can um, if you can find a copy, they're not super expensive because they sold a lot of them. So go out, pick one up. If you've never played it, it's a little bit dated um but it's still excellent so and now that you can play it on the xbox one that's just you know that's fantastic so yeah what about you probably one of the best
0: stories ever told in video games as well from the first one the second one not so much but gosh man that game i remember playing that and i I think i played it again afterwards just to kind of experience everything again um you can also play it on pc by the way i think that's a better experience um because there were some mods that were added after the fact but i don't know i i haven't done that before oh yeah that's pretty cool um my season reflection of this week is silent hill uh for the playstation um so this is after um i guess the the resident evil type games came around and people were really into that horror type game silent hill came around and literally scared the crap out of me literally <laughs> A little poop came out back when i was young and um me and my friend played this together and we would play it um weekly to try to get through the fog and find the town. And I remember some of the cut scenes were super gory and, um, just amazing story. Uh, the characters that have been kind of people cosplaying them all the times now. And, um, just amazing game. I, I wouldn't say silent Hill is the best of the series, but I, I think it's arguably one of the best. I think, um, who was the one you liked a lot, was it three,
1: two, two yeah Um, two on uh it was on ps2 i believe and the original xbox um amazing yeah
0: but i i think they have yet to rekindle that magic that kind of existed with the original silent hills i think um just that type of genre is so overplayed now and there's there's uh horror games everywhere so it's harder to find that same thing that they used to have but back when silent hill came out it took it the industry you know into a whole other genre and type of games that didn't already exist uh, or did exist with Resident Evil, but it took into a different route. So that's my um, season reflection for this week. Yeah,
1: Um, um, one really neat thing about Silent Hill is that the fog came about because of technical limitations of the PS1. So it didn't have the processing power to render the whole town. And so what they did was they just added fog. And as you went through it, it would kind of clear the way and, and render it as you went. Um, there was a, I don't know if it was a remaster or a re-release of the game on another platform, PS3, I can't remember, but it, it was re-released and essentially because of the power of the new hardware, they didn't need the fog so they got rid of it, but it kind of ruins the game, right? The the fog kind of became what Silent Hill was known for, not knowing where you were going. Uh, yep. Kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, and I remember you used to try to run away and you get stuck in the fog and stuff and it was it was really crazy, but uh, great game. Um, it's kind of funny the fog. To your point, the fog is like in the movies now and everything. And the fogs, those movies are horrible though. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Jeez anyways um all right folks so that's our bitcast for for this week we hope you enjoyed listening in and if you're just listening to the main topic or whatever the case is thanks for listening um we do want to talk about a few of the stuff we have up on youtube and on our site so uh, on top of all the news that we update with you daily um and weekly um we do have a few newer videos that are out there and, and one coming this week so we recently did a kind of evolution of the xbox one controller um, which we hope you get a chance to watch if you um, if you haven't already. Um, in there, we did talk about one of the uh, stereo controller adapters um, that's in there, and we're actually going to be giving one of those away uh, for free. So if, if you haven't got this, well, I'm assuming that if you're listening now, great. But um, we'll be kind of talking about how that giveaway will happen. This is more of just a fun thing. They're not very expensive or anything. They run about 15 bucks, but it's a small little adapter. I have it wrapped up here, so I can't really – maybe you can actually kind of see it a little bit um, – but it's the adapter that we talked about in that video. So we'll be doing a giveaway for that. Um, We also have another video coming out um, this week and I'll tell you the topic on it. It's regarding all the memberships that you can currently get and kind of comparing each one of them. So if you're listening now and this is not made public, we'll probably have it out by Friday of uh, this coming week. So um,
1: right after Valentine's Day, you should be seeing it. Haynes, anything you got to say on the way out? No, I don't think so at this time. Just as always, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, <clears throat> you can find us on Twitter. And uh, like I've told uh, others, and our group's kind of slowly growing. There's on Facebook, there's a season gaming chat group. So if you just want to join and talk with some other uh, gamers in a mature environment, uh, feel free to join up. Hey, look, a bubble. No. All
0: right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>